Welcome to Recently Logged, where we're having our first crossover episode of Phase 3 of the RLCU. That's uh, the Recently Logged <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Wow. Thanks for that lovely context, Micah. Um, right now we're recording from the future. We are, yeah. Well, I guess, technically. Yes, we are. Um we recorded the rest of the episode, like the main part of the episode, with our guest this week, uh, Luke. Yes. And we recorded that like yesterday, and we're doing the intro and outro right now. Yes, that that is correct. <laughs> uh, we are currently a bit behind schedule, uh, but I I I think uh, the episode on the whole came out all right. Yeah, these stupid <laughs> clock jumping forward. Spe- speaking retroactively <laughs> on the quality uh, of the main discussion part of this, which, what are we discussing today? We're Michael? talking about WandaVision today. And what we have to do before we get into all that is we're going to go over WandaVision's basic facts. Yes. To where you guys know, and theoretically we would be refreshed before we went in, but we already... Talked about it. <laughs> we already uh, talked about it, yeah. Um, so, but we're going to go over it anyway. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, WandaVision is a TV miniseries rated TVPG, though I feel like that's incorrect. Only the first episode is rated TVPG. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's an action comedy drama. It's got nine episodes. Yes. Uh, its cast consists of Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Han, yes, yeah, and Tiona <laughs> Paris. Oh wow, actually, a pretty easy name to pronounce. I'm like, why is he hesitating so much? Wait, because I didn't know what her last name was. Oh wow, uh, it was written by Jack Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Schaefer. Very nice. <laughs> Just one writer. Oh, head writer. Okay, that was the head writer. Um, where's dude? The, with the cast and crew is not very well written. <laughs> oh my god! It was directed by Matt Shackman. Yes, he was the series creator, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah, there were a lot of a lot of overall writers. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I mean, it is a mini series, so it makes sense. The writing rooms for shows are usually pretty big. But yeah. Um, but yes. That... <laughs> here we go, and, and here we go for our trivia. The actual runtime of the entire show without recaps, logos, or end credits is four hours and 22 minutes. Wow. One of the longest uh, quote-unquote movies that we've done on here. <laughs> the, uh, the recaps, logos, and credits add another 84 minutes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess the recaps are pretty lengthy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um... We're discussing new new uh, Marvel miniseries that is supposed to be launching the new phase, quote-unquote, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and Luke is a, a pretty big, I, I would say, pretty big comic, kind of like comic book guy. Yeah. He's, he's very, he's very really enthusiastic about, about um, the community around uh, the MCU, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think I think it brings a. Uh, that's the main reason we brought him in for this episode is it, it brings an interesting dynamic when discussing something this influential to the MCU as a whole, and also uh, discussing it as a miniseries. And if you don't know, he is also on our Jojo Rabbit episode and our 
Muppets, Muppets episode. episode. Yes, he has he has been on the podcast quite a few times before. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, uh, here's here's the discussion. I hope you guys enjoy our audio messed up in a couple of parts. Uh, the the actual recording of this next segment was very uh, disjointed in a lot of ways. It was our first guest episode of this season so we, we were a little rusty and on, we got interrupted like yeah i was about twice to say we by got, outside forces our recordings got interrupted like <laughs> two or three times by outside forces so i'm sorry if this is a little rougher than our usual quality of like audio and uh just general pacing and structuring of uh the actual discussion but i hope you still enjoy it nonetheless yeah hey guys hey <laughs> We, okay. we we have our uh, we have our guest here now to speak about the new MCU miniseries. Well, I don't know how new it is. I guess I mean it's pretty it's new. It's twenty twenty one. It's yeah. new. Uh, uh, the miniseries WandaVision. Say hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. Good job. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was good. It was good. Uh, um, I don't know. I actually come to think of it, like, should we reference you as just Luke or uh, it's Luke? Uh, yeah, or... I'm just Luke. It's fine. Right, Co- co-host. Just, okay, not it's Luke. Just Luke. All just right. Luke. All right, just Luke. <laughs> no, no. See, look, look, it's Luke. See, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, Luke's fine. Um, we've already gone over all the basic facts for the show, the oh, miniseries. Yes. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming, I'm assuming Luke is already familiar with, with like the year and who's in WandaVision. <laughs> um, uh, but um, yeah. Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> yes. I, well, I, it's something like Scarlett something. So I don't know. It's probably close enough. Uh, uh, Benedict Paul Cumberbatch. McCartney and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Paul McCartney and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yes. Um. Um, but yeah. Uh, Is it Mephisto? <laughs> uh, all right. To, to um, kick us off, let's go over uh, what we thought of WandaVision on the whole. Right. Like just our basic, the basic our, our thoughts. opening thoughts for basic the discussions. For discussion. Okay, you know what, Micah? <laughs> who uh, who uh, did, who wants to go first? I can go first. You can go first. Luke can go first. Luke, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Do it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like like really really bad. It doesn't matter how good the first couple episodes are. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I said from the get-go, you know, this episode could be fantastic for eight episodes and then have one real stinker at the end and suddenly it's a bad show. Uh, it it didn't start being bad at uh, episode nine. Yeah. Probably around episode five. <laughs> yeah. Episode five was yeah. probably where it lost me. I could see that. Uh, anything else you want to add just at, at the beginning as of this the, to establish open. establish what you think of it on the whole? I, I mean, I guess it's bad, but <laughs> anything specifically? Um, Wanda's a terrible person, <laughs> and they let her get away with it. I mean, fair enough. Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> um, do, uh, do yeah, you go, you go next. Mike. All right. So for me, WandaVision uh, is interesting. I, I have an interesting uh, overall relationship with the MCU. 
I, after like a whole year of like nonstop MCU, you kind of get like disillusioned to the whole thing. And then that year of no MCU was so nice. <laughs> it was just nice. I don't, I don't care. I don't care who this was, was excited for what projects a year without the MCU was nice. <laughs> and then we came back with this. So I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta be refreshed to the MCU. And I was like, boom, episode one. Wow, this is pretty fun. Boom, episode two. Wow, this is pretty fun. <laughs> Boom, episode three. Wow, this was pretty fun. And then we just kind of fade off. And by the end of the show, I would probably say it's bad. <laughs> like, it, it just kind of gets self-engulfed in its own concept to the point of where it's just not that well put together. Like, it gets too much into itself. If that makes sense, I don't know if I get what you're saying, but we can we can figure that out. Later. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then for the for the Wamba specific side of things, because I know I know uh, me and Luke have talked about this before. I think Wanda is interesting as a character of like, oh, should you still like Wanda? Is she a good person still? I think a lot of it is she kind of like. I think they try in the show to be like, oh, she didn't even realize what she was doing, which yeah, is fine. Did. But like, she, she still did some some messed up stuff and was hardly like sorry for it at all by the end of the show, except for like looking at people awkwardly. Yeah, I was about to say she. Did, I don't think she really like. Uh, and then Monica. Uh, and then she choked everybody out anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Right at the end of the show, Monica walks up. He's it a is a little troublesome. Pass. They will never know what you gave up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you took everything from them. And then uh, I also actually that specific point, uh, the the kids at like the end of the show thing is a specific thing I want to bring up, but we'll do that later because I actually have some interesting. Yeah, I was about to say just just your basic thoughts. So that's my, my basic thoughts right, is right. that Wanda is weird. WandaVision is kind of fun, but ends up falling off to be kind of boring and plain and troublesome. <laughs> Alright, what did I think of WandaVision? I thought that I really enjoyed the first couple of episodes. I really, like, I'm I'm something of a sitcom fan myself. <laughs> and, uh, not like hardcore, uh, but... I, I enjoy a good sitcom, like something like Seinfeld or something like that. Um, and I was really, like, I really was digging the, not only, like, production quality of the different era recreations, but also uh, just the general writing quality for the episodes and a lot of uh, the way the surreal elements were mixed into them. I really liked. Um, but I think just like the series on a whole is kind of blotted out by the gray <laughs> uh sh sword i almost said shield sword uh side plot oh wait which no. <laughs> just really i just really kind of sucks all of the life out of the show right um which i mean for for the plot to happen there has to be an outside force obviously but it could have been anything um it could have just been jimmy woo and what's his, uh, what's her face? The yeah, that would have made it better. It's just the Jimmy quote unquote, Wu. yeah, the quote unquote villain. Uh, I don't even remember her name. I almost said Magica. 
uh, Agnes. Agatha. I've been watching. I've been watching too many, magic too much Ducktales. Yeah, I was about to say I've been watching too much Ducktales. Um, Dude, she really is magic. <laughs> she she doesn't really serve that much of a purpose. Like she's more just a detour in the main plot. Like she doesn't really affect anything she's just Ooh. an obstacle for wanda to deal with the whole show well they're both obstacles oh. even oh, yeah, yeah. Unnamed, oh, I... uh, named sword man that i don't remember his name for oh, a guy everyone calls ultron because no one's just that pure evil <laughs> <laughs> he shoots at the freaking kids <laughs> yeah um, you need to have a logical term for that because because you know like a week ago uh, uh captain marvel friend daughter um she was like oh you're the best for the role like you need to have a logical turn you can't just say the last five years <laughs> right like <laughs> like come on <laughs> we're struggling to keep the lights on of a massive facility oh i'm so sorry for you but yeah on the whole i i quite enjoyed it uh until just eventually the sword stuff kind of takes over the like basically i liked the episodes just all of the stuff within uh the sitcom style uh and i i just let it just left me kind of wishing the whole show was that way even though for the plot to happen it can't be (laughs) yeah um but yeah that 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 basically covers all of it Um, all right do we want to get into the next section being questions and main discussion yes indeed i feel i feel like we kept uh, interjecting into each other's basic thoughts just jumping to get to the yeah, yeah. actual Actually, discussion there's, so much, there's there's some good meat to this yeah to talk about. um so yeah uh whoever whoever has a question ready uh shoot um i actually have one and uh this was kind of the obvious one since uh it's a mini series and not a movie we're not going to do favorite scene or sequence. No, no. We're going to do oh favorite gosh. episode. So what is your favorite episode? Oi. Um, what is the one that ends with Peter coming back? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's, um, is that three or four? Like it ends with him. Yeah, that one. I go- that- yeah, we interrupt this program. I think that is it. Maybe, because I know. Um, Wait, I think it has to be four. I think I think it's at the end of five. It's at the end of five because uh, six is oh. the Halloween one where he's there. For yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Because because five is the one where they have their kids, right? Yeah. So mine's five. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, it goes against the grain, but I just think it's the one that balances um, the sword stuff and the main stuff best. Yeah, honestly, in terms of balancing story, I would say that's probably the best. Yeah. Like, go between sword and uh, one. And then vision. it uh, leaves you on a nice yeah. uh, cliffhanger to go into the next episode. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. If only that cliffhanger win anyway. <laughs> uh, can we, at some point um, in this, can we talk about some of the criticism of criticism? Because it really bugs me. Uh yeah. Um, uh, first, I yeah. guess we have to pick a, yeah, <laughs> a, a favorite episode. I'm not sure. Um, I might do. Uh, I might actually end up going with uh, 
episode one actually i really like i really enjoyed episode one it, it ends on a nice uh like sudden note i really like that it doesn't break uh the like sitcom uh like reality until the very end and it, it left it left a very nice taste in my mouth to use a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um i think my favorite episode would probably be episode three which um the 70s one yeah which actually looks like a, i can't remember does she have because look she's pregnant in this one does she have yeah one? i think this is the one with they, uh, well yeah i guess so this, yeah yeah i guess so yeah i thought this was i thought this was like um in terms of the first couple episodes and the more sitcom feel I liked this one because it felt like it was start like the sitcom was starting to fall apart a little bit more, and I really wanted it to get into like more horror. Like I wanted it to be like essentially like a Twilight Zone episode kind of feel, where it would kind of devolve into like more horror style elements instead of devolving into an MCU movie. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> instead of devolving into MCU, <laughs> um, and. I did see uh, on on the Taylor J. Williams video, uh, he mentions that he thought they played their hand way too fast, and I would agree. I feel like this, like, where they were at in episode three was a little too fast. Oh, But I still think it was a really good episode for them. I was going to mention that, actually. I feel like they they just, like, go... They break the sitcom thing way too soon. They break the sitcom thing four episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Not even halfway through the series. Yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah. That's about right. Um, I, I would agree with. At least Micah, I, I think that. I think three is probably up there as well. Uh, one, I'm not a fan of old sitcoms. Yeah. I, you know, I can appreciate it. I can uh. appreciate the first two. Uh,. And I could have liked where they went from there, um, but I was. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that one. <laughs> I like '70s stuff and '80s and the '90s and all of that, but just the black and white. I mean, white fair enough. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like the introduction to the character. I felt like it was a little slow, for like, like I don't know. Episode one was good, but it just wasn't like my personal. Like favorite. I think two was better than one. I felt it was okay, but yeah, I would say like two. You see, Wanda get rattled one, a little. Like three, two, one would be my favorite. You see, Wanda get shaken up yeah. by the. Radio. I don't know. I think, and I think two is, and I think two is funnier than one in terms of like just sitcoms being. Yeah, there fun. is a couple stupid things. So. In I can see that. Can I mention them now? Yeah, I was about to say the like the because uh, uh, the. Episode two is the talent show. Yeah, it's right? the talent show with the gum. Yeah, I was about to say there are a couple elements of that that I that episode that I was just like, eh. Can, can we talk about that now? But so yeah, in two, uh, the plane isn't black and white because reasons. I don't know. They, it, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to go in and blend yeah. to the surroundings, but it just doesn't because you want to freak out Wanda. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, that's kind of that's kind of that weird. shouldn't happen. They just did it to shake I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it was inevitable. I feel like it was inevitable in the passage of time because she had already jumped a decade of, uh, like from one to two of of uh, TV shows. So I feel like, like for me personally, and my watching experience, my opinion of that was just like, oh, her subconscious was transitioning 
to the next era of yeah, but- like TV shows, but it is kind of weird that it was already starting to like glitch out in terms of her seeing yeah, but things. Did she know she was going to move forward in era? Was that a plan? Well, no. See, I think I think that's kind of the thing for me in WandaVision, and which is why I kind of feel like, in some ways, it's correct in the fact that she didn't know what she was doing because I don't think she was like consciously switching eras of television. Now, obviously, that doesn't really make sense for how it happened. Yeah, she keeps, but she I don't think shocked. the character was written when. Yeah, I don't think the character was written to like to actually be knowing like like oh. It is horrible to all of these people infecting their minds like this and oh I'm controlling this entire thing and making it into like these different eras of sitcoms until it's convenient for the plot and then she makes her little bubble wider <laughs> yeah yeah I guess it, yeah it, it's fine it's not yeah I don't know it's weird it's weird the way they do it with Wanda and and uh, if you don't mind me getting into like like that one thing I wanted to bring up with Wanda, I was kind of in at the finale. I was kind of feeling like, oh, you know, maybe Wanda, you know, she didn't fully realize what she was doing. You know, that's fine. It's fine. She's not a hero, but Scarlet Witch was never a hero, so it's fine. Um, and then like she permanently places Agatha under that torture for all of time. And then she also, in my opinion, like, the worst thing she ever did was create her kids and then, like, make it in a way that she had to kill them. Like, yeah. she killed her own children because she made them, like, like in, in that way. I don't know, it, it seems really messed up to me that she makes these two sentient beings who have their own thoughts and opinions and everything, and then is just like, well now you're dead because you know I couldn't grieve or something like that you know what would have been real fun is if they kind of left the house as its own little bubble so she could keep her vision and she could keep her kids and they're kind of her you know she she has to go off with Doctor Strange at the end I really thought they were going to do that and then she comes back to the house you know wherever she needs to relax and it's just her little bubble to escape everything and I think that'd be real neat and then at some point during Multiverse of Madness they'd bring I really thought they were going to do that um like, bring. Yeah, I thought that would have made a bunch of sense, and it wouldn't be too hard for her to hold, considering she held that whole town for so long. Just yeah, right. And I think because we were watching this with our whole family, and I think like like our like our mom was like just like being like, okay, so just leave it just around the house. Like this isn't hard. That seems like the obvious thing I think for the viewer, but I guess they just didn't want to do that. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just. Uh, boner jokes. But I feel like two different <laughs> people watch uh, this show. and But instead of kind of writing right? it bet- between them, they just sort of went, okay, so you write episode one through four. And then I'll, and then I'll write the rest. <laughs> because Wanda seemed shocked with the time period change. But, oh, she's just been doing it. She's had all the control this whole time. G- great. I have a praise thing. Yeah, no, it's... I have a praise that I want to give the show, if I may. All right. Well, I think Agatha's plan was... Is it... Well, I think Agatha's plan was very smart. Um, I was looking back after she was revealed as uh, with the Agatha all along, 
uh, which I did like that bit. I, I must say I'm partial to that song. Um, but I think her plan was incredibly <laughs> smart. Um, it, so I'm just going to run through it so you can kind of get the perspective on why I think it was so good. Um, so yeah. the entire season or the entire show up until episode six, seven, she is trying to confuse vision. So the first instance of this, I believe, is where she is, you know, she's walked into the house to babysit the kids and uh, she plays up to the sitcom and pretends to, oh, I forgot my line. Um, should we redo that? Um, and that throws vision through a bit of a loop. He gets really confused by that. And um, then then she uh, gives them Sparky and kills Sparky within a day, which you can also see uh, confuses Vision more. Uh, yeah. he, it's, not, it's not often that you get a dog and bury it within the same day. Yeah. Um, and she also sends Pietro, which or Peter or Ralph, yeah, I was um, about to say Ralph. into the house, which Ralph Boner. Great. Yep. Um, that throws conflict between uh, Wanda and Vision as well to the point where he ventures off to find out what's outside. Uh, she is waiting for him uh, in a car on the outside of town. Uh, and what she says, I can't remember what it was particularly, but it encourages him to try and venture out. And when he's stuck out there, he gets out. It forces Wanda to increase the size of the thing or let him die. Um, which weakens Wanda, and yeah. then she can just swoop in, take the kids. Yeah, not only not only does it weaken Wanda, it separates Wanda. Wanda from Vision, which yeah, Vision was her, I, I, like, she couldn't stop Vision, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, entire plan was very smart from beginning to end. I don't necessarily like Agatha, you know, I don't think Agatha was great, but I just got to give props where they're due to that plan. Yeah. See, um, I thought she, one know, thing I don't I like she, about Agatha... Uh, it, oh, sorry. If you want to keep going, you can. But, yeah. Um, oh, oh, real quick. Um, I think she was even planning to drag it out longer, but then she found out the kids... Uh, while she was babysitting Tommy, he said, uh, your your head is clear or something, or your, your head is quiet. And that, I think she was ready to play that out for longer, but then she found out the kids have superpowers already, and now got him yeah i think i think the only thing that i don't really like about agatha because like yeah she's got a good plan but i really don't think it plays into like the characters at all and because it's all happening in the background you have this good plan and what could theoretically be like a great villain if you set her up and did her right like she's just doing all of this in the background that you don't even realize until you rewatch the show, and then the climax is just her being like, "Well, okay." Like, like it, I feel like it ends up yeah. leading to nothing, just because in the end she still just comes out and is like, "Hey, how'd you do it?" <laughs> and then just tries to get like, and, and if she knew, she could steal Wanda's power all along. Like, I, I, I get trying to figure out how she did it because, you know, obviously she was like, oh, how is she doing this, the spells without any magic or any, like, incantation or anything like that. But 
I feel like it was pretty easy to figure out that she was actually creating this stuff, so I feel like it would have been really easy for Agatha to pick like pick together that she was Scarlet Witch and then just be like, yeah. okay, time to steal her power. <laughs> so, I, I don't mean, know. I, I feel like for me, yeah. while Agatha has a good plan, I don't think she's really utilized in a good way in the show. Oh, absolutely not. I, I was trying to credit the show where, it, where credit was due. Um, yeah. I don't want to get to the finale quite yet, but there's a lot of stupid about Agatha in the finale. Right. We'll get there. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Does Does anybody have a question? Since we're still... Like, we only have asked one question. <laughs> I guess... Where in the plot, less so episode-wise, where did it lose you? Like, where was the point where you just, you're gone? I'm trying to remember. I think it was probably the Breaking the Fourth Wall episode for me. Yeah, I think that's where I completely checked out to the, the overall story. The narrative just kind of slows to a halt, like, right at yeah. the beginning of the episode. And I was just like, wow, this is really boring okay <laughs> no episode episode seven i would say as one of the most boring even if it's not like the worst i would cite it as one of the most boring and i don't think the whole office thing works in the slightest for it no Wait, episode seven yeah episode seven is um uh, breaking the fourth wall no i'm trying to think of what happened in that episode i thought yeah, breaking exactly. the fourth wall. i thought breaking the fourth wall was the episode where the uh they looked at Wanda's backstory. Mm, but no, then uh, I thought that was episode eight. Yeah. Yeah, so I was about to say, Monica, I think, gets revealed. Yeah, previously at, uh, on. Monica gets revealed uh, at the. Or not Monica. Um, I can't remember the name her name for the life of me. Um, she gets revealed right at the end of uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Like, that's oh, the big cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so the, the one where it did. Oh yeah, that episode was so so bad. Yeah, it was Wait, just, it just so stopped. incredibly slow and just nothing happened yeah, like and, almost and, the whole time. And you had Wanda having increased her bubble adding a bunch of people to it, but then it does nothing with that. Like it they bring what's her face out and she does nothing besides talk to Vision a little bit and then hit the guy with the truck oh. in the finale. But like Cat that's my thing with WandaVision. That's my thing with WandaVision is like from from a story standpoint and I said it at the beginning like it feels like it gets so caught up in itself and its own mystery that it forgets to do anything with any of the pieces it's set up so you have all of these interesting oh. like characters like Agatha and Monica and like the different vision and even sword they could have done anything with but it feels like they're sitting around just trying to be like ooh what's gonna happen Ooh, it's a need, mystery we need a teaser at the end of each episode yeah and then oh, like desperate. it just it doesn't go anywhere they lead nowhere and it all just kind of flops on top of itself by the end i mean they dropped a couple plots along the way didn't they they dropped uh the missing the missing person's case uh that that was mentioned in episode one and everyone was going oh who's this missing or no wasn't it someone who's um someone who I can't remember what it's called where they have to change name and identity to uh because they're being hunted or something. Witness yeah. protection. Witness protection. I don't Yes, witness remember. protection. 
That was a but I mention think you of might be episode right. one. Or no, episode three. Well, Jimmy Woo is like, oh, we had an issue with uh, something, and then it's just dropped entirely. Everyone's going, oh, I wonder who this missing person or witness protection person is, and it's like, oh, nothing. Oh, great. Oh fun. yeah, the uh, the identities of all the town folk, like when they're first watching the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had but forgotten about I'm that. I yeah. Pick up more. On, wait, who's this Agnes? And yeah, exactly. Also, there's logs of people who live places. They would have known everyone who lives in that town and then taken that and gone, well, this Agnes, she's she's not on any of these records, so maybe she is behind it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And um, I still believe they're going to do something with um, Evan Peters. Because who just yeah. has a picture of them with their name on their table? It's just not a thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so weird. Like like I said, that that's my that's I think is my biggest problem with WandaVision because in the end, yeah, I think the finale is kind of stupid and everything, but I think it's only stupid because a WandaVision plays all of its actual interesting mystery cards way too fast. So like um the whole sitcom real life thing falls apart super quickly and everything like that. But on top of that so like they play all that and then they're like okay so we have to do all of these other elements that we're setting up and then they have so little time that once they get all of the elements set up they kind of collapse onto each other in a non-climactic way in the finale like it's just kind of mm-hmm. things happening characters popping in people saying stuff and they're like oh they have no like like the whole line like they they don't know what you've sacrificed or anything like that seems so silly to the person like to the viewer who has the context of everything that's happened, but it's like these characters don't even have the full context of what they're talking about even. I don't know, it's it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, just briefly, I want to talk about the... So, in the final fight, Agatha steals all of Wanda's powers, but suddenly she, suddenly she hasn't because of the runes. Yeah, but, but she's already stolen all of her powers. That she's not yeah, getting them I thought back. that was kind of weird, right? Like, like Wanda in the room with the runes, she literally can't do anything at all. But the runes were there, and like, like, I, and like uh, the all the of runes were there were right sucked. at the end. We saw that, right? She didn't get the last rune until, like, she threw the rune right as Agatha was taking the last bit of power. Yeah, I don't so know. Wanda should be useless. And I feel end. like they kind of uh, tried to explain it away with the whole like, uh, and, and the same thing with like the how is she doing something this complicated? The answer well, to that was Scarlet so Witch. underwhelming. It was like, oh, she's the Scarlet Witch and she has chaos magic. It can do. Oh, she's the Scarlet Witch anything, and she's got the Mary Sunus. Anything the plot needs it to. Yeah, and, I, I feel like. Um, just to interject here a little bit, I feel like the magic element of WandaVision is just kind of sloppily introduced and handled throughout the, like, finale and everything. Because, like, there's um, there's almost no context to it uh, in the general MCU besides something like Doctor Strange, which even then, it, it doesn't go into, like, the magic, magic stuff very often. Right? Like, how would, how would have, like... 
how do like the Avengers or anything not heard about these like witch like witch covens and everything like that with the same mm. powers as like as as a uh, Wanda? Yeah, I also, I don't know. R- runes are stupid, and they were a mistake to add to this cinematic universe because they're gonna make every fight between magicians painfully annoying. Just <laughs> right. Why aren't there runes up in the sanctum? Why aren't there runes up in this place? It's got this like, set of runes around the world. It's like that, like, that just, anime writing problem. They always make every new character even more powerful. So by the time you're getting to the end, you're like, what? They, But the big power versus the big power. But, and they're just kind of if, standing off because they have such overpowered powers that they can't it, have a good fight. You can compare it to uh, Star Wars. So in The Last Jedi, they added uh, hyperspace tracking. But now, but because of it, we're going to have to add hyperspace tracker jammers, and then you're going to, but then someone's going to want to not do that, so they're going to go further and say, oh, we've developed a new way of of hyperspace tracking, and then we've developed better hyperspace tracker jammers, and it's like, no, you you just can't, you have to limit uh, your magic, you can't just have a, a a secret way of just, no one else can use magic within the space. Yeah, I was about to say having a rule that that like that uh, is that definite in a universe where magic exists is just kind of like uh, damning to the whole magic stuff set up within the universe. And they're gonna have yeah. to mention it in every Doctor Strange room from now on. Okay, final <laughs> yeah, exactly. fight against Dormammu. Dormammu's protecting the. Wait, why doesn't Dormammu just use runes? Why doesn't anyone just use runes? Anyone? Right, and at, and at that point, like... Then no uh, one can with, use the magic. With the magic in the MCU, like, is it even the same kind of magic? It looks completely different, and it works completely different. So is it even, like, are there different, like, magic types completely? Uh, like Doctor Strange and, like, the witches are just, like, completely separate? Or what? what yeah, is Doctor Strange that? isn't affected by runes. But yeah, like I said, it just seems really sloppily introduced into not only the MCU, but the show as well. And the entire, um, almost the entire finale hinges on uh, that, like all of the conflict uh, within the bubble hinges on magic. And I feel like if you give one thing, like one thing out of anything uh, to the MCU is that it's usually really good at building on its own world. But this, like, WandaVision specifically feels like probably the most sloppy world building they've ever done. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably agree with that. WandaVision is terrible. Um, and like I said, I think it's because it gets so caught up in itself as being this grand sitcom mystery surreal piece of thingamabob that it doesn't give its time, like, it doesn't care about actually making it a good world building it's just being like ooh new mystery element oh, can't wait look for at next this week to see what the new mystery <laughs> element is and yeah, every episode at... has like a twist just because yeah, don't look at the plot just the mystery look we've brought back Evan Peters woo <laughs> but oh, yeah. oh, oh, now it's Agatha all along now it's White Vision now it's, uh, now, it's... Uh, now she's that's pregnant actually, now it's this that's actually Our the sword. reason I was very disappointed in WandaVision is because actually for the longest time uh, since I first thought of an idea that it was kind of similar to WandaVision I've wanted to see a TV show dip into like a surreal a surrealist kind of take on sitcoms I've always wanted to do something like that because I think 
the TV show format trans like uh, can lend itself really well to critiquing like the film structure, which I was hoping this would do a lot more and dip more into like the it, it, use it like leverage the TV show episodic format more than it does, um, which I mean mm. it does for the first few episodes, but then it just kind of uh, once it starts blending more and more with the sword stuff, it just it just becomes more and more a movie right um but yeah this that's part of the reason i was so disappointed with wandavision is because i'd always wanted to make uh something kind of like that and and you know like like on that element on the side of things some of the coolest stuff in my opinion for wandavision like the stuff that i found like i was like oh my gosh this is awesome was like the times where wanda would edit stuff out of the show or pop the credits up while her and Vision were in the middle of a fight. Oh, Use that, that the TV great. show element of the world, like that's as part, part of, why of I like the storytelling. Like yeah. that whole argument at the end of five, I think it is. Where it's like, oh, she's trying to roll the credits, and then Pietro turns up, and it's like, oh, this is all so crazy. And I, I like the Pietro reveal as well at the end of that. She yeah, goes nowhere. Right? Like, like I love the idea that like. Wanda like what I wanted from the show and what I thought we were going to in the show was that Wanda was kind of losing her own grip on reality and kind of she had made this world and she's kind of spinning it out of control and like it would get more and more whack more and more things like like Pietro would make sense in my opinion because she just like made a random Pietro like because her mind was trying to compensate for her kind of losing grasp of reality yeah and I thought they were going to play more into that do you want to hear my pitch on what I thought Pietro was? Uh, when, as soon as we found out what Agatha was, and that it was Agatha all along, uh, mm-hmm. I, I spoke to Fred about what I thought Pietro hopefully would be. But uh-huh. o- obviously, I'm ro- obviously I'm wrong because I expected anything to come out of the show and I expected something. But, <laughs> and, you know, it's my fault for not liking the show because of predictions. But so I thought that Agatha would have seen... Uh, a world imploding uh, and taking the opportunity to just join Pietro out of another world in the multiverse. Uh, you stick him in, you make him this over-the-top kind of crazy just New Jersey man. Yeah. Uh, manipulate his mind. And then uh, so at some point during the finale Vision would tap into his uh deeper brain function uh-huh. um, and you have him this is actually X-Men Pietro potentially touch Galactus like you can imply oh his world was being destroyed uh, and you uh-huh. have and you say he was pulled from that world just in time and then you've got yeah. oh you've, you've then got an opportunity for this Pietro to adapt to this new world you've, you've introduced a mutant but you haven't said oh the mutants are real in this universe and yeah, you've pulled like, the best part of the Fox X-Men films over. And I just think it'd be real <laughs> neat. You could play with this fish out of water, like the Avengers, Iron Man. Um, uh, what about uh, Professor X? Hon- uh, honestly, though, I feel like Marvel is kind of... And I mean, obviously, they're doing it on purpose, but like on purpose in the fact that like now, like since the Multiverse of Madness was announced, like ever since then, I feel like Marvel is kind of like 
metally like metally sitting there being like haha what if we keep teasing multiverse they oh, did multiverse it in far from home they did it now in wandavision and i feel like they're just kind of playing with audiences trying to build up hype for multiverse of madness it's it's not funny anymore though it's like it in um far from home I, I like far from home you can say what you want about it it sucks at points and it's really good at others um uh, it you know comic fans expect it to be multiverse baiting because obviously he's an illusionist but it, it plays on that uh general audiences oh it, he's like a, a guy from the multiverse and that's a multiverse bait for the general audience i feel like marvel has gotten so like self-aware about the power their movies have to like get fans to theorize about later movies and get excited for later movies that they're like purposefully teasing people like oh it could be multiverse yeah and you can you can kind of see that most like marvel fans are kind of fed up with them by now i I think the pietro thing in uh wandavision was kind of the nail in the coffin for that (laughs) After announcing that he was going to be in the cast, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, do we... I don't. Oh, sorry. I don't like the people who say, "Well, why would you ever expect the multiverse in this film?" Because it leads straight into a film called Multiverse of Madness. Better <laughs> <laughs> to have predictions because guess what? Any prediction I saw would have made so much more sense than what we got. Yeah, and Marvel is was like in the past usually very good about subtly setting up later things in the movie. That's what I was saying. They're so they they used to be very good at just slowly introducing elements that would build towards like oh the Avengers or something like that. Yeah. But now because they know that like people know that they do this, I feel like now they're like he he he. What if we give them a bunch of red herrings? and not expect everybody to get mad about it (laughs) well i'm not entirely sure all of those are i'm not entirely sure all of the quote-unquote red herrings are intentional so obviously because i feel like a lot of people people can draw anything yeah i was about to say i feel like some of the some of the stuff i've seen have have just been like okay you're reading a little too much into this i think but stuff like casting specifically quick like like the fox's quicksilver to be uh, but yeah, essentially Quicksilver in WandaVision or even like like Luke said obviously people who know the comics are going to know that Mysterio is lying because <laughs> it's Mysterio yeah it's Mysterio. I like the Mysterio bait I like the Mysterio uh, bait because for a lot of people it did make sense and a lot of people would have been confused and it kind of it's fun this fun balance between well yeah but, uh, but then this with is WandaVision just... <laughs> I feel like it's just this is like it's a new age Marvel, and if 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 the MCU is headed more in this direction, I'd be more worried about the MCU than I ever have been, because if we move into like an extremely self-aware, um, trying to more play with the audience than build your world well, kind of view, like more be like, hey, this is different from everything else, instead of still trying to make something solid. I would be kind of worried because they're trying to introduce a bunch of new stuff, uh, like uh, new styles with this, with Multiverse of Madness, with all the crazy stuff they announced with <laughs> Spider-Man 3. They're trying to build up a lot oh. of hype around the like how this Marvel is going to be different. I was about to say they keep I feel like a lot of their announcements have been stressing like we're going into the weirder stuff now, like Eternals and stuff like that. 
but I feel like at the end of the day, they're more focused on that and they're going to like, like with this as it goes on, like it could start off as something good, but I feel like it's going to fall off very fast because they're not rooted in any substance. Yeah, I feel one thing that was really good about phase two. Phase two and phase three were just the best. Because, look, you kind of knew where it was all headed. You knew it's headed to Thanos. uh, And it kind of led you there. It just sort of drip-fed you information now and again about all the Infinity Stones. And they keep popping up. And it's like, oh, they all have purpose. And from all this Infinity Stone stuff, you had this uh, fan theory culture arise. So you have the, oh, all the Infinity Stones are going to come from places that write Thanos. And so and you had all these crazy th- things that should have stayed what they were, but Marvel recently has just played into their hands, gone, oh, look at all these teasers. They're not actually going to mean anything. It's just going to be a boner joke. But, you know, look at, look at all these fun things that are happening. And it's, it means nothing now. All the hype I had around Phase 2, it's just gone now. Because you've you've embraced it instead of ignore it and just sort of lead into stuff. And now I don't care. I don't care about the MCU anymore. Falcon and the Winter Soldier could be incredible. And from what I've heard, it's good. But, you know, this whole multiverse thing, the multiverse saga, which is supposed to be WandaVision, uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, I don't care anymore. This yeah. is your big thing right now. And I don't care. Because you just screwed yeah. it. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of to kind of speak to that point, if, like I said, if I didn't have such a creative investment into WandaVision, like uh, that's a premise I really have wanted to explore in TV show for like forever. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have that, me personally, I probably would have just not watched WandaVision at all. Right. Because I, I that year it, break kind of like made me realize how nice it was to not be consuming MCU material. Oh, uh, I love the MCU, and it's kind of what I grew up on. Yeah, but no, it needs like, to stop. It needs to go back to phase two, but it never will, because it knows its audience now, and it knows that if you show a teaser at the end of something, uh, Pietro or Evan Peters is going to be trending on Twitter for the next week. So it's like, yeah. oh, they're just playing on that Twitter, oh, we got seven out of the ten trending things. That's all they do now. Um, and as much as I love it, they have to stop for me to start enjoying the MCU again. I'm not hyped for anything other than Thor, Love and Thunder. And I guess yeah. a little bit Spider-Man, No Way Home. These are the two things I am excited for in the next three years and then fantastic four <laughs> i don't know what i'm getting from fantastic four yeah it seems I, like kind I, of a lo- wild card i love the fantastic four but i don't know anymore and miss marvel yeah. she's an inhuman i should like it right <laughs> but guess what yeah yeah captain marvel is set in new jersey or not captain marvel miss marvel is set in new jersey so it's obviously going to tie into this and she's going to get powers from this and she's not actually going to be an inhuman because the MCU won't ever touch the inhumans again after that disaster class of a TV show. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to be an inhuman. She's going to be a... She's going to be... She's going to get the hex stretchness. Uh, like, <laughs> if they make her an inhuman, it, it'll be crazy because I do not believe they're willing to 
touch the Inhumans again after that show, even though have you ever the watched, characters um, weren't the problem. It was the actual have you ever watched Shield? Agents like of Agents Shield, of yeah. Shield? They kind I, I of like delve into they yeah, but in the later seasons they kind of I, I don't remember if they explicitly called them Inhumans, but I think yeah. they called them something akin to that, and that's no, they delved into in the, the Inhumans a lot. In, in Agents yeah, of Shield, they delved say, into the Inhumans a lot. Yeah. Um, so Daisy, she's an Inhuman, and they say it uh, by name. They explore these Inhuman tunnels, and they're so and it's so fun. But I also don't think it's canon to the MCU. I think they're just going to decanonize it. But I know yeah, the Inhuman I, honestly, show is canon to is canon to Agents of Shield. But I'm not sure if it. I think yeah. they can get rid of the Inhuman show and keep Agents of Shield. But I just don't think they're ballsy enough to. Uh, yeah, oh, honestly, the Inhumans all I new. Think... Make Inhumans, you know, make inhumans the villains of fantastic four you cowards i think i think after season three specifically of agents of shield they kind of decanonized themselves by getting so crazy <laughs> um, yeah, yeah i like agents of shield, but they just, they just mess <laughs> like, themselves over with that uh but yeah um in terms of wandavision though since uh wandavision yeah. uh i i honestly think to the point of like like robbie said that this is one of like a, a really cool concept i agree this is a kind of concept for a show that i would really love to be done with something like i said like a twilight zone kind of thing even like with like the new twilight zone. i was about to say i'd love for like hbo to pick up a premise like um, this but I, I shouldn't have gotten my hopes as high as they were because it was the MCU. Um, <laughs> but, like, honestly, it made me more disappointed in the show than I probably would have been if it was just some normal, like, not advertise and not, like, setting itself up to be this kind of thing to just drop yeah. it so fast. So, I don't know. Um, um, do we have any other questions? Uh, uh, Luke Luke brought up earlier that he wanted to talk about uh, criticisms of criticisms of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, so which I'll, I'll, uh, do you want to? Yeah, I was about to say, do you want to talk about I'll that, Luke? Talk, I'll talk on that briefly. Um, so you know, a lot of people had their criticisms of the show, but all I saw on Twitter uh, was consistently people going, "You hate the show because your fan theory didn't come true." You hate the, the show because you expected Mephisto and Doctor Strange and the multiverse. Um, so I, I just want to go through each one of these and say exactly why they were justified, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, no, that's well, fine. Uh, so, um, let's... Mutants. Why someone would expect Magneto? So, uh, the format lines up... Or at least the format of the first couple episodes lined up for uh, meeting the in-laws episode. Uh, so people thought... Oh, so maybe a Paul Bettany's cameo could be Magneto. And this is a show about one of the most powerful mutants ever in comics. Um, mm -hmm. Mar uh, Disney owned the rights to the mutants. Evan Peters has been cast. You know, they could go forward with the mutants. They could just, just pull it out from under the rug and go, here's Daniel Craig as Magneto. And just let's yeah. do something crazy. Because we, we were expecting something crazy, and what we got wasn't crazy at all. It's like, oh, the first two <laughs> episodes, they were a bit mad, weren't they? And then after that, it was just, oh, this and then this and then this. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you, they said they wouldn't touch mutants until 2023. However, it just felt logical that, I mean, we're talking about the most powerful mutant. A character who I think at, at some point will create the mutants in this universe. 
Um, yeah, but instead, yeah. we're just left to expect, oh, oh, so this super powerful mutant and her brother are just not going to have any relation to the mutants at all. <laughs> Goody. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of that on that end of though, like not to interrupt uh, you uh, of anything oh, like that ahead. though. I think um, you can be disappointed and rightfully disappointed in lost potential in a show, but I feel yeah. like you also have to be able to criticize what the show itself offers. Yeah, you can be disappointed, like oh they didn't do what seems pretty obvious to do. That sucks. But, um, like, you still have to look at the show for what it, like, it by itself is. Yeah. yeah. But I never saw anyone complaining about the lack of this. But it's more people yeah, no, who I never... set of writing people who didn't like it off as just fan theory people. Yeah. A lot um, of, like, oh, there a lot of people I saw that as well, like you were saying, like, oh, like, oh my gosh, you guys all hated this just because your big fantasy for the show didn't come true. It was like, and and, I, I always yeah. revert back to this, but it's like, oh, people didn't like The Last Jedi because women. Like, come on, there's actual criticism for The Last Jedi. You don't need to. Just yeah. because you love it so much doesn't mean you have to t- reduce the criticism down to, eh, you just hated this really one just little thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I feel like you can you could make that argument, which yes, I can see how it very specifically applies to um to WandaVision, but you you can make that argument, that similarity for just about any modern property when discussing it uh on the internet especially. Um Yeah. It, I I feel like just the general philosophy for media criticism is a lot different than it probably needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Mm. Um, and yeah, I only touch on uh, one other uh, being the multiverse. This yeah. film leads straight into a no. This show leads straight into a film called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> we are told, we are told by Matt Shackman that this leads directly into said film, and then they cast Evan Peters. <laughs> Yeah, right. so it's my fault that I expected the multiverse. Great. Like I said, yeah. they're ba- like like at this point the MCU is purposefully baiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's fair to ex- expect it. And then when they p- pull it out from under you, you can criticize the fact that they just baited you. And oh, first off, okay, it does. Like, you know, having the multiverse wasn't essential, but you can't leave a lot of work for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to do. Which is almost finished shooting, by the way, and you've not seen a single set picture, which is crazy. <laughs> they are keeping that film so under wraps. Yeah. Uh, but, like, th- there's logic for for multiverse stuff. You kind of expect at least one multiverse kind of thing in this. Because it gives you that sort of pathway into Doctor Strange... But I feel like in Doctor Strange, they're going to make it so that you didn't need to watch WandaVision. And I don't think you should have done that. I think you should have yeah. you You should have at least know the events of WandaVision to go into Doctor Strange, but I don't really think you do. Oh, she had a kid, and then she <laughs> killed it. <laughs> the end. Uh, yeah, that's all you need to know, really. And they'll probably explain that anyway. So it's Yeah, that and uh, I guess the... Vision uploading himself to the new uh, Vision body, which I thought oh, was yeah. kind he, of a weird. He just choice. went the way of the Poochie. 
He just because he, uh, he he just wasn't seen again. He just gone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Actually, I have one more criticism, and it's completely left me. Um. So, I'll I'll loop back around to it if you've got anything else. Um, um actually I was points? gonna say I was gonna say uh I've kind of voiced my main problems with it and uh the stuff I do like about it, so I'm I'm pretty happy to just uh like wrap it up here in the next couple minutes. Well, what about you, Micah? Was there any other big elements that you wanted to discuss? Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not really sure there was any other big elements because <clears throat> okay. like a lot of it isn't isn't specific things for me. It's kind of conceptually and show like overall show writing problems, you know. Um. Yeah. I've I've got mine. This is this will right. probably be my last one. Uh, this show. All right. Uh, it spends as soon as episode four rolls around, it considers its audience stupid the entire time. It keeps relaying information over and over and over again. Like. Oh, you, that's you hear, true. Yeah. You hear every single little bit of information over and over again as if you, you know, they expect people to just, oh, I'm going to watch episode, I'm going to start episode six. Because that's what people <laughs> do with TV shows. And they just, oh, every single episode, Jimmy Woo's just saying, oh, in the last episode, or in the past couple of episodes, they've been doing this and this and this. <laughs> and, that's like, true. Uh, they, like, do, they do kind of beat you over the head with exactly like one-to-one explanations for everything that happens inside the bubble which i feel but, like it should be left a little it. ambiguous yeah, and you've seen you know? it you can interpret and you know maybe that's yeah. the way you can hide stuff and stuff but now nah, it's just oh yeah this happened like this happened three episodes ago and then the episode after that was this and... yeah that's a good that's need... a good point i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought to bring that up i i, I don't need to hear the same information again and again um, <laughs> my other criticisms come more from the final episode but I'm going to leave that for an off the mark episode in a couple of weeks because yeah I was about to say we haven't even mentioned off the mark uh, to all of our recently logged listeners who are listening at the moment uh, go check out off the mark uh, Yeah, it's Luke's podcast with um, Fred quite yeah. good stuff I was on there one time <laughs> yeah, you both were. I, think. I technically speaking Wait. was too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you've both, and you were both on on there this week, weren't you? <laughs> uh, no. So yep. uh, this this week was the um, I re-uploaded, or well, I haven't yet, and it's supposed to go up <laughs> yesterday. But um, so this week uh, I put up the original letterbox quiz because we didn't have anything for this week because we didn't do a Wonder Vision review the week we were supposed to, so we're behind. But yeah, uh. they were. Well, they were on there both a year ago and yesterday, all, all at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. We're we're special. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to talk about this final episode in depth because it's really bad, and like there's just going to yeah, be a couple scenes like, that we get to. I feel like yeah. a lot of the stuff we've been talking about is kind of like. Um, it, it kind of all, like Micah said, it kind of all just like falls apart onto itself. All of the problems we've talked about up till now, like the sloppy character introductions and just the beating you over the head with information to make sure you understand everything that happens in the show. And I don't know, it, it just all seems, it all seems to come to a head in the last episode, the finale. And it just, it, it re- it's really... It, it's not good. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And that's um, but you much it. were you saying you wanted to discuss uh, the last like the finale or right now or? Yeah, I'll, I'll mention it uh, because there's a scene that's really bad. Um, okay. Where, yeah. Uh, go so, ahead. Go ahead. So, and this will be a scene we cover on off the mark, and I haven't quite finished getting all my notes down on it, so this won't be the fully formed opinions you'll see over there in a couple weeks. But, right. um, uh, so, it's the scene where uh, everything comes to a head on the ground. Uh, so, uh, it's when Rambo comes in and saves the kids. Um, so mm-hmm. they're aimed at the kids. But suddenly the bullets bend, so they're hitting her, and they're low lower down than they were. And so the bullets, when they're shot, are like shooting straight at the kid's head. And suddenly they're bent down slightly to hit her, and shifted over to hit her stomach, so she can deflect them. And then one of them just goes at the kid's head, and uh, <laughs> Wiccan just catches it anyway. I was about um, to say, I I feel like almost everyone found that kind of dumb. Uh, when when they just catch the bullet anyway, and you're like, okay, but like, oh, oh okay, it would have been fine then, wouldn't it? Like, couldn't you have come up with a more creative way to introduce her powers, like in a in a like a kind of a flashy way in the finale? And the guy just it, shot. It just a seems kind of lazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just, uh. he just took, took gun out on a kid. Great. Don't you love it when you're. <laughs> Characters are relatable and heroic and... Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's a, just it, another one of the instances of, of honestly, the show kind of falling... Like I said, falling apart. But I think in this specific instance, like, falling back to MCU roots, they don't know what... I feel like they just didn't know what else to do with the character besides fully commit to making him a villain. Like, they couldn't yeah, have then, him be a character that is actually genuinely concerned that Wanda is doing horrible things to people and ready to take her out because she has enslaved an entire town of people because that is what the military would do because you can't let somebody enslave an entire city. Yeah, instead he's just kind of reduced to I'm gonna get promoted for this power-hungry guy. I'm going to shoot the kids. <laughs> like It's like the Iron Giant if it lost all of its nuance. <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, he just... And then Kat, Kat Dennings out of nowhere just straight across him. It's lucky she was coming from that angle, from that direction, and <laughs> down that right street that she knew exactly where they were and exactly where that guy was going to be at za- exactly that moment. <laughs> Great. I just, yeah. don't, don't, just, don't just love it. Don't just love coincidences like that. And then you're, you're going to jail for what? What has he done? Like, at that point, he hadn't done anything necessarily. Like, right. <laughs> you're going to... Like, he shot, he shot a kid, fine, but... The, the higher ups aren't going to know that, and like, okay, he yeah built a vision. Okay, that also the whole vision stuff is uh, dumb. Surely Tony, the, yeah. Tony had some friendship with Vision. Surely he would have tried to rebuild Vision, and clearly it's possible because it was done. Like there was no way <laughs> right. Tony would they have did let it in one episode. <laughs> Surely Tony yeah. would have let uh, wouldn't have let Vision fall into just some random shield knockoff like 
Yeah. Like, come on. The vision stuff, I, even while we were watching it, like when they introduced uh, White Vision, I don't know if that I I I called him Revision, when I, like in my head canon, but uh, <laughs> but um, I actually like that. That's good. <laughs> uh, like when they actually introduced that into the show, I was like, this is really weird, right? <laughs> like they just it, it, all of the plot points that they hit in the finale and leading up to it just feels so either not well set up or just really rushed or like, just sloppy it just seems really sloppy yeah like like i said because it's a mini series because they didn't have time um and because they were so focused like like they, they had to have com- they they needed to commit to one side or the other making it like a wandavision show or making it a wanda mcu show and well no they could they could have blended it well no no no. yeah but i'm saying like story-wise so in the end they have a bunch way too many elements on either side yes and when they collide they just kind of fall i was about to say both sides of the show are bloated by a lot of stuff that didn't need to be there yeah side characters point like plot points all sorts of stuff that that even then feel like they're supposed to be there to set up stuff but then never really get used in the show itself like i said main man and main antagonist lady inside uh inside the show doesn't even need to be there for the show to happen you you know in the first no in um episode three or four i can't remember which one it is it's probably four Uh, yeah it's four Mm -hmm. so where kat dennings uh she's in the car with a bunch of other smart people and she says oh this is they've got a real clown car of people well, guess what? That same car becomes a clown car. See, it's a joke. It's setting up that they're all going to become clowns. <laughs> See, hear how smart this is. It's so smart. It's so smart. Yeah, I, I don't buy it. Whenever I hear someone say, oh, th- oh, it's so well thought out. No, it's not. It's just dumb. You've just... Yeah. Oh, it's a whole... Cl- oh, great. I, I'm, I'm laughing out of my skin. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like to to sum up my thoughts pretty well on it, it just seems like a really awesome premise that just has super sloppy show writing and structuring. Like this is some of the worst TV show structuring I've ever seen. Uh and it just it just all gets way too bloated trying to introduce new MCU elements. Yeah. When it should be focusing on what the show is really about, which or what it's trying to be about, I think, uh, oh, which fun. is uh, Wanda's grief. But it ends up just getting it. It, it ends up losing sight of that after uh, the sword stuff gets more and more into the show. Yeah. I, I'm just done with Warner Brothers. <sighs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, back to stuff. Do we want to, like, do we want to close out, though? Because I feel like I've pretty much covered everything I've got to say about it. I don't know about, like... Yeah, I was about to say, Luke, was there... I I, I know you said uh, there was only really the big finale thing that you wanted to bring up. Was there anything else? No, I think I'm done for today. All right. um, Well, I already kind of wrapped up. BVS got another claim. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's I've already... I've already counted it. They've accepted my counter and now it's block world, blocked worldwide again. Just, oh, just, gosh. Oh, just, yeah. just, oh, right, uh, 
uh, I can do I can do my closing yeah I was about thoughts. to say what uh, you, uh, go ahead go ahead and close it up Micah so yes, for for me that. in the at the end of the day I'm probably going to forget about WandaVision at the end of the day what could have been one of the most unique things from the MCU ends up just feeling like a disappointment and another and not even a big enough disappointment that I'm going to remember it as a disappointment uh, people are going to mention WandaVision and I'm going to be like yep that happened <laughs> and yeah like i love i love vision he's one of my favorite characters in the mcu i love the way they've done vision but like all of these elements and stuff that i love are combined with all of this stuff that just doesn't make sense in a setup for the world and a setup for the mcu and in for the self-contained show itself so it all just kind of falls in on itself and makes for something I probably wouldn't watch again besides maybe the first couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never watching the show Solid, again. Solid. Uh, well said. <laughs> how, uh, how, would you, how would you sum it up, Luke? We're going to watch the finale on Off the Mark uh, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and we're, we're going to do a c- kind of compilation of us watching it. Uh, feel free oh, nice. to c- jump on, both of you. Um, Friday the 30th of April, that'll be recorded. Um, but we're just going to watch it. We're going to clip it together. Um, after that, I'm not watching the show again. I can't, you know, (laughs) as much of it that I like, it, it rots from the head. And in this case, the end just ruins it all. Just, yeah, it's, um, so the idea, uh, that I've mentioned a couple of times already, I'm pretty sure is that if this show stuck the landing, and everything worked out in a fairly logical, concise way. This would be a real neat show, but but it kind of spoils earlier things. It's like, oh, this is done now, and this is just... I, I can't look at the f- original episodes the same way. It's not like when you look at... Oh, I'm going to bring up Star Wars again. It's not like when you bring up the sequel <laughs> trilogy and the original trilogy. There's a 30-year gap in between the originals and the sequels, so you can kind of uh-huh. separate them in your mind. But in this show, it's one written thing that goes from beginning to end there was no break it was just written from beginning to end and that was it like yeah yeah you you can't just say all oh, these other writers and it you know you can just kind of separate out no this was one guy's vision this is matt shackman's vision and it and you know the way he planned it out to end sucked so it's one whole thing yeah yeah, no, I, I I can see I can see that. Um, yeah, at this point now I'm I'm just done. I'm just I'm just done with the MCU uh, until next week when Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out, and I'll watch that and I'll watch that weekly and then I'll watch Loki weekly then I'll watch Hawkeye weekly and I'll watch whatever's next weekly and then I'll watch Black Widow and then I'll watch Eternals and then I'll watch Shang Chi and then whatever else they've got next. <laughs> Because I'm yeah. just a consumer of trash, and I'm going to, <laughs> and I'm going to watch all of these. Now, how much I hate them, because I'm too invested in this franchise, and I can't <laughs> stop anymore. I Endgame wasn't the end for me. I was really excited about a wonder where her character could go. I'm still excited about Hawkeye. I'm still excited about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. These are characters that I'm excited to see go forward, and. Until they, these characters run out, like Black Panther, I'm not invested in. Uh, you know, unfortunate things happen though. Um, 
uh, Captain yeah. Marvel, who's the figurehead of this universe going forward, I'm not invested in anymore. <laughs> so eventually the MCU is going to run out of characters like that, or run out of fun characters that were set up in Phase 2, and suddenly we've just got nothing. After, phase 2 characters are the only good characters left. What? Is there any good characters that have been added since the end of Phase 2? I don't think so. Yeah. Not to memory, anyway. But, yeah. Um, no, I, I, that's a, yeah. I like Jimmy Woo. Ayo, so yeah. W- once Woo. Phase 2 is over, once, like, every <laughs> single Phase 2 character is done, the MCU is gone. I'm not invested anymore. And I can't wait for that day. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that day where I can stand up on my high horse and say, yeah, the MCU's for kids. You're all children. Yeah. But, <laughs> Right, right now I'm just I, I just I just don't want to be invested anymore, but I am. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm pretty happy with how this has come out. Uh, we had a bit of a rocky start with all of the uh, technical difficulties, but I, and I, I then feel the like bird. we I feel like we got I feel like we got to the to the root of the problems with the show, which there are quite a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's going well until then. <laughs> uh like, is there is up, there but... anything is there anything you want to like promote here at the end luke uh before we uh, go before me and micah go into our what we watch segment uh listen to the off the mark podcast and over the summer and i i haven't told you two about this but you're both on it um <laughs> uh, i'm gonna do a, a show that's called i think will be called the six films of summer uh because uh, my six-year anniversary on YouTube will be coming up starting June something or other. I'm going to go through uh, six films that have impacted my life a lot. Uh, I recorded the Civil oh. War one yesterday. It, we don't talk about Civil War much at all. We just rambled because I haven't spoken to that person in a year. But, you know, th- <laughs> yeah. then we reviewed Civil War. Um, and I'm going to do one with Fred. I'm going to do one with both of you. Still, see, now you've been told. Uh, Cap will awesome. be on one. And then I'll just have to find one more for one of the other ones. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that that'll be coming awesome. over summer. It'll just be me. Nice. Yeah, that, that that's a really fun series that I'm working really hard to get on. Apart from the Cat Civil War episode, but that's a write off. Yeah, it's fun. It's episode three. It's good. Yeah. yeah. That'll be on off the mark though. So sub off the mark. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you for coming on, Luke. We will probably we we said it at the beginning of the season. We're gonna try and have you on more episodes. Uh, I was kind of holding off until uh, we got Orr on the podcast because he was supposed to be our first guest uh, of the season. But uh, more university stuff and scheduling conflicts have kind of postponed that. Uh, but I was really glad to have you on for this episode. When I first thought of doing uh, Wandavision. Uh, after we finished it, I'm like, you know, having Luke on would probably be a lot of fun for this episode, and it was. <laughs> yeah, it was great fun. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I but yeah, uh, I thank enjoyed you, thank this. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I, I will again and again and again and again <laughs> forever. <laughs> forever. Forever. And even if. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and even when you both die, I'll continue on your legacy. <laughs> We are eternally very grateful. comforting. Yeah. We're gonna die. We're gonna die under mysterious circumstances, and Luke's gonna yeah, take just... over the podcast. Oh, it's, uh, oh uh, it's uh, when a businessman dies, and it's just uh, the minutes after the announcement, his son steps up and just my died. My dad died under uh, mysterious circumstances. Now I've inherited all the money, and I've got the business. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> uh, coincidence. So yeah, uh, the the police, if we're dead, uh, even though he's in, even though he's in the UK, Luke's your best. Suspect. <laughs> you might you might want to track him down. <laughs> uh, I live in Sheffield. <laughs> just, just just to note for any police, I live in Sheffield. <laughs> I'm sure they I'm sure they're writing it down vigorously in their notebooks <laughs> at this very moment. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Um th- thanks for coming on. We're gonna go yeah. into our next segment. Uh so yeah. Right, uh, we'll bye see bye. we'll see you next time, Luke. Bye. Right, see you next time. Welcome back to the future, where we're talking about what we watched in the past. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Uh, Mike is really drawing attention to the fact that we pre-recorded, like, it was yesterday, but we pre-recorded I think, I think it's the, fun. the discussion. It is kind of fun. I, I'm glad we decided to not just record it all in one chunk. Uh, anyway, we're doing our what we watched or our recently logged section, which is how this thing got its name, in which what? we talk about what we've logged recently on Letterboxd, since we log, like, everything we watch that can be logged on Letterboxd amazing we're starting from the 8th which on the 7th we watched moxie which was our last episode so yeah yeah <laughs> um sorry i i had messed up my diary uh, apparently there we go <laughs> uh now now i can actually see what i uh logged so you said the 7th the 8th the 8th okay awesome so, <laughs> what, what, what do we start with her me um, I guess we'll start with the Lulu Wong short film, uh, which Micah, when researching for his new video, uh, f- found. I-, I had no idea she did a short film yeah. in 2020. Yeah, it was one of the uh, one of the Apple short films too. Yeah, it's filmed on iPhone 12 or whatever. <laughs> yes, uh, it's called Nyan or nine or something like that i wish i spoke yeah chinese i was about to, say, to be able to tell you yeah, if we if we spoke chinese we could tell you how to pronounce it but i'm not sure um but it was it was quite good yeah i um, mean it was it was an apple short to be sure i i said in my review that it was very short filmy of course yeah uh but it, at least it doesn't feel like some of the other ones i've seen where it's like this is an apple yeah, it was the uh, least short like film, Apple you know? feeling ad. Yeah, like even the Damien Chazelle one was very like. Yeah, ah, it's Apple. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, this is this is probably one of my favorite Apple short films, honestly. Yeah, go check out Lulu Wong's stuff. Uh, I'm writing a video. I really hope actually I can finish writing the script <laughs> for it today. Yeah. Uh, but I'm writing a video about the farewell on my channel and Grey Wave Films. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Good times. Uh, after that, we watched the ever amazing. WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision. Hey, we just we just talked about yeah, that. <laughs> crazy. And then after that, <laughs> we watched Mean Girls. Heck yeah, we did. Probably one of the greatest comedies of all time. It is. It is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Um, honestly, probably one of my favorite comedies. Uh, yeah. I was about to say this is honestly like I have like three of like movie like three comedies that I would consider to be like my favorites, and this is definitely like this. This has a very secure spot in that. Thing. In that right. three. <laughs> it's hilarious it's it's fun like every time oh uh, yeah i gave it four and a half stars it, it just seems to get better every time i watch it it's, i love it it's very good <laughs> yeah uh then also then, then next on the ninth uh we watched the emperor's new groove another one of my favorite comedies <laughs> well there you go um, uh it's it's interesting 
It, it's a very we should do an episode on it sometime. No, it's yeah, a very could, odd movie. You could definitely do an episode on this. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of weird stuff in its production past. <laughs> yeah. And it comes out to a very weird movie, but it somehow works really, really well. I was about well. to say somehow it's one of my favorite buddy comedies. <laughs> I don't understand. It's got it's, one of like the best character arcs in a Disney movie. <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird movie. Like just just in almost every aspect. Right. Uh, but I gave it four and a half stars. Like it's genuinely like i just love this movie so it's a much. it's a really fun movie uh, to say the least i don't i don't know if i would give it four but it's very fun then on the 10th, the 10th. we watched the ever amazing shrek 2 for the second time yeah i was about to say we rewatch baby um which it was still very good i think i actually liked it a little bit better on the second watch. Oh, i definitely liked um, it a bit better on the second watch <laughs> still better than the first trick in my opinion i don't know man still hilarious it would be close it would be so close and i also gave this four and a half stars wow really switching it up <laughs> oh boy well look what else we watched on the 10th we also watched the 2019 movie australian movie if i'm not mistaken <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah. h is for happiness um <laughs> It's it, it was interesting. It was I I didn't like it very much on the whole, but like it was really it was, like it, was it, a, at all. <laughs> it was kind of engaging. Uh, it, although the pacing in it was weird as heck. <laughs> this thing was like rip off Wes Anderson combined with like Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I don't I don't think it I don't think that hypothetical mesh meshes very well here. No, <laughs> I think it was really. Almost like mind numbing, the dialogue and the way it was oh, yeah, shot no, and everything. I, it, it was it gave was me weird. a headache. Like it actually gave me a headache. Um, I thought the story was kind of stupid, and I hated the resolution. I thought the story was fine, like in theory, but it 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 this movie's execution of its plot and like I said, the structuring of it is just so really weird. It, like it's it's not great to and watch it, and it does like the absurdist kind of stuff that like you would expect in like a wes anderson or a taika watiti movie but yeah. it does not do it very well <laughs> yeah i don't know i didn't like it very much uh we watched it with our mom and she liked it quite a bit more than us so. i gave it two stars take it with a grain of salt <laughs> uh then on the 11th uh i watched, watched i watched a couple things without yeah, I was about you to say. um i just got actually fun fun little announcement here uh, since I spent so much money, apparently, <laughs> on Criterion Blu-rays this last sale, um, they gave me, the Criterion Collection gave me a free month of the Criterion channel on top of the two-week free trial. Which, by the way, is partially mine because yeah, I yeah. was a big contributor to that Blu-ray purchase. Exactly. Um, but I watched, I decided to watch a couple of Criterion things, uh, so I watched A Trip to the Moon which I feel like most people who have looked into film history even the slightest bit are familiar with. Yep. Uh, George Millier, it's not my first uh, film of his, uh, and I don't think this is my favorite either. It was really good, and it was technically, like, especially his set design and costuming has always been, like, groundbreaking for the time. Um, and it still looks really good today. I will say, the, the little shuttle thing looks super nice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, and then I watched uh, The Phantom Carriage, which is a German, I want to say, uh, film from the 20s. It's a Russian. Like that Maybe, yeah, it's Russian. either Russian or German. I don't remember which. Um, and it has some like really surprisingly groundbreaking uh, like 
narrative scattered. Like there's a lot of like flashbacks and stories within story kind of thing uh, that you wouldn't expect from something this like this is even this is like structuring wise and editing wise ambitious even for today. <laughs> so I, I really admire it for that. And it's really good. You should go check it out. And then later, that very same day, we watched the ever-highly-anticipated Western Tombstone. Tombstone! Which first was our time. first time watching it. Yeah. Um, it was pretty darn boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, like, enjoyed various elements of it quite a bit. I don't think, like, the filmmaking was awful, but the structure and the pacing were horrible. <laughs> I When I found out that this was, like quote-unquote based on a true story i'm like this makes a lot more sense well, i now. just can't believe you didn't know the true story like uh, the the west like that era of uh american history is the the, the period i'm least familiar with i guess on like it's, every it's one of the it's one of the most well-known stories from like the old west yeah i had no clue but anyway the only parts i would really call like great or good at any rate about this would be um kurt russell and val kilmer's performances as their respective characters i was about to say val kilmer and kurt russell are probably the only reason i would ever rewatch this uh at any point so uh especially val kilmer's uh doc holiday i really yeah i really liked that, that a lot good, <laughs> good uh, stuff i gave it i gave it three and a half which was generous it probably deserves like a three i just liked some stuff about i I like westerns a yeah lot. we we see i i don't know looking at like the the average ratings and like all of my friends what they've rated it on letterbox this seemed actually we seem to like it a bit less than everyone yeah so i think it's just like it's fine yeah but the pacing and everything makes it to where i probably wouldn't want to watch it yeah i just didn't enjoy it very much technically it was a perfectly it was a perfectly sucked. solid movie yeah <laughs> uh then on the 12th uh, do we want to mention the two shorts we watched? Um, briefly, you can yeah, mention okay. them and say they're good, because um, they are. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, uh, I watched two Scorsese shorts uh, on the 12th. Which... I watched two Scorsese what? shorts on the 12th. Um, but we watched uh, What's a Nice Girl Like You Doing in a Place Like This, which... Very good. Very fantastic. Very funny. I think it's probably my favorite Scorsese thing I've seen so far, which I've only seen two of his films. Well, you've seen Hugo. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. I have seen Hugo, but I like this a bit more than Hugo. Yeah. Um, and then we watched The Big Shave, Big which Shave. was honestly the most horrifying thing to watch. Uh, I was about to say, uh, The Big Shave... <laughs> Probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching is, uh, something. I was about to say, it's the only film that's made me, like, queasy just to watch it. Um, which, I mean, good on good on Scorsese. He can direct, he can direct a guy shaving, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, very good stuff. Very still. good stuff, yeah. They were both on the Criterion channel. Um, yeah. So... And then we also watched Detour. <laughs> Detour. Which uh, was my first time watching Detour. Heck yeah, it was my um, it was my second time. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it kind of I thought the end was kind of underwhelming, uh, but that was really about it. Like like otherwise, yeah, it's really otherwise, solid. Otherwise, solid solid noir. Which I mean, this is essentially like this is like the pinnacle of non crime noir. Like it's not like yeah. a detective solving a mystery kind of noir. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I just didn't like the way it ended, but I give it four stars. Yeah, I want to get this on Blu-ray someday. Want to want to want to get the Criterion release of it. I think it would be cool. <laughs> and then on the thirteenth, 
late at night. Late, late, very late at night. <laughs> we decided to watch. Do 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 do. Oh yeah, technically it was the twelfth night, but like yeah, yeah, it was late enough that it was the third. <laughs> we watched Gretel and Hansel. Gretel again. and Hansel, baby. It may not be the greatest, but it's a real fun movie. I, yeah, and it I was looks about to say, pretty darn good most I, of the time. I want to get this thing in like four K or something, and just like uh, whenever I want to turn on a late night movie, I'll either turn on great. Suspiria or the. <laughs> it's a great like yeah, Suspiria and this make great late night movies they're both pretty visually interesting and suspiria both pretty is a creepy. lot better suspiria oh no suspiria is like a billion Leaps times better better yeah but they're both very fun um it was a lot scarier this time like re-watching it this was i think both of our second times watching yeah it. Uh, it, yeah it was a lot it was a lot creepier than i remembered it being but you know good oh. on it we pointed out like a b- every triangle <laughs> the possible triangles. because there's so many triangles and it's hilarious. The triangle, <laughs> which the good triangle on, good symbolism. on them for putting so many triangles. <laughs> it was just funny. I don't know. I I feel like a lot of people w- didn't like this or just thought it was pretty mediocre. I I don't know. I've I've enjoyed it both times mm. I've watched it. I, it is kind of goofy the way yeah, it wraps up. I don't know. But... I think I think it at least like should fall onto a three star. I, I I'm sad that it doesn't have it like at least a yeah. three average. It's got a two point seven. I don't know. I I really I really like it, uh, just because it it has really nice cinematography and cool atmosphere, and I really like the score as well. So. But yeah, it was. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a great movie. I, I I think I filed it under like my guilty pleasure movies. Like yeah. I know it's not very good, but it it's very fun for me to watch. So. It's got the shrooms too. The shrooms. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's got. I gave it three and a half. Uh, on the thirteenth. Uh, I decided to go on a walk down uh, top-rated shorts on Letterboxd, so I watched History of the Entire World, I guess, David Lynch Cooks Quinoa, Isle of Flowers, The Web, Joe Parra Talks You to Sleep, oh yeah, and Joe Parra Talks You to Sleep. I watched those, I enjoyed them all. They were all very good. And then he apparently got inspired. And then, well, I'd been wanting to make a short for a while. Yeah. And on the 13th, after watching all of those shorts, I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And I created a new new short film revolving around our dog. It's called Lizzie's Treat. You can find it on YouTube and you can log it on Letterboxd right now. Heck yeah. It's a 2021 release. I, I'm now a film star, Micah. Oh, I, yeah, I have my first acting credit on a, on a film. <laughs> <laughs> got the acting credit, the cinematography credit, and the editing credit, Remy. Yeah. For, not this. Not but for that, yeah. Citrus and this, which is my not other bad. Short film. I, I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> Our dog has an acting credit now. Yeah, dog's higher build than me. What's, what's up with that? She's the main character. Um, and then, yeah, we, so we made and then obviously logged it on the 13th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I watched, uh, Micah showed me David Lynch cooks quinoa, which is very, very good. Right. You should go watch Love it. Love that. Uh, and then also on the 13th, uh, I watched, uh, the day the earth stood still, the Keanu Reeves <laughs> version, which was not very good. It was very boring and very bland. And there's really not much to say about it, except for it's a very two star movie. It's just very boring. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was our week. That was yeah, that was it. Yeah, wow, <laughs> what a what a week. Uh, this, I'm I'm glad to finally be finishing, uh, this episode because it it's been it's been a very hectic production with us losing an hour of sleep with yeah. the whole uh, I don't know our schedules have been apparently Crazy. kind of insane the past few days. No, um, they have. <laughs> Are you kidding? But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Um, 
And I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah.